You're listening to the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast. This podcast is being brought to you by the great folks at the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calicoon, New York. I'm your host, Patricio Robayo. It's been a busy week at the paper, so let's get straight to it. Deputy County Attorney Tom Clowley, who intends to run against Acting District Attorney Brian Conti this November, confirmed reports that he's no longer seeking the Democratic endorsement for District Attorney, the DA, and that he switched parties to be a Republican. Having met with the Democrats locally, Clowley said that he received significant pushback, claiming they painted him as an illegitimate Democrat candidate. This included, he said, being attacked for supposedly besmudging or degrading the work of the outgoing DA, State Supreme Court Justice Megan Galligan. Clowley, who worked as an assistant district attorney for seven years under the former DA Steve Lundgren in the 90s, said he hasn't mentioned her name and that his criticism is that the office itself needs to be retooled. Post a child for promotional opportunities. Many have dreamt of climbing the ladder at organization, business, or agency. But for Regina McKinney-Sneed, it's her story. A 1989 Fallsburg Central School graduate and the youngest of six children, she worked as a direct support professional on her breaks from college at what was then the Community Resource Center. Now, over three decades later, she's succeeding Rick Schwartz, who is retiring at 25 years as executive director for the ARC Greater Hudson Valley, a nonprofit organization dedicated to providing support to over 2,000 people with intellectual and developmental disabilities in Sullivan County, Orange, and Dutchess counties. Will pre-pitting ballots help at the polls? Legislators revisited the topic of pre-pitted ballots and other preparations for the next election process on Thursday, which comes after the public criticism of long lines at the polls this past November. District 7 legislature Joe Perillo said they should invite the Board of Electors to join in the discussion on what they may require in order to limit long voting lines and prevent equipment malfunction. Perillo noted that the necessity of pre-pitting ballots when the time comes. Fallsburg Town Clerk steps down, according to the Fallsburg Deputy Sons. According to Fallsburg Deputy Supervisor Sean Walcardi, recently appointed Town Clerk Rebecca Patterson Valerie has resigned. Valerie's resignation comes approximately six months after longtime clerk Donna Arkley retired and Deputy Clerk Elizabeth Malvold Santos resigned. Valerie was appointed to fill the remainder of Arkley's elected term, which ends on December 31, 2023. Fallsburg Town Supervisor Kathy Rappaport said in a statement that Valerie resigned due to health reasons and that Deputy Clerk Paula Grogan will be handling duties until someone is elected. Elected reps react to the $227 billion budget proposal, the t- executive budget that totals $227 billion. Highlights of the proposal include a $1 billion plan to address New York State's continuum of mental health care, a pledge not to raise income taxes, building 800,000 new homes to address the statewide housing shortage, and a $337 million investment aimed at reducing and preventing gun violence, and many more things. To see everything that's involved in the executive budget, visit our website, scdemocratonline.com, or pick up the newspaper. Resident Resistance The Town of Bethel Planning Board held a continuation of the public hearing at the proposed purchase and renovation of the White Lake landmark, the White Lake Mansion House, on Monday night at the former Duggan School. A room full of residents brought forth questions, concerns, and criticism regarding the proposal. Attorney Jacob Billig, who was representing the applicant on the behalf of the Law Office of Billig, Logan Silver, LLP, returned to address some of the issues previously brought up at the first public hearing. The project was introduced 
before the planning board back in 2013. However, the project never took shape and was seemingly abandoned. Now a developer is seeking to begin the project again with a new application. Liberty Central School District holds a forum on mascots. While the Liberty Central School District has yet to choose a new mascot in the hearings with a recent state mandate, the process forward was made clearer to the community members who attended the forum in the high school auditorium on Tuesday evening. As the Democrat previously reported, the New York State Education Department, SED, mandated that all schools stop using Native American mascots, logos, and imagery. Failure to adhere to the mandate carries penalties, which Library Central School District Superintendent Dr. Patrick Sullivan told the former attendees. Failure to adhere to the mandate carries penalties, which Liberty Central School District Superintendent Dr. Patrick Sullivan told the former attendees includes the risk of losing around $25 million in state aid annually. Following the recent state Supreme Court ruling, the SED determined that the Liberty and a dozen schools across the state whose Indian mascots and imagery are in violation of the Dignity for All Students Act. DASA. DASA prohibits the creation of a hostile environment that reasonably causes or would reasonably be expected to cause emotional harm to students, a condition that could be created through the use of Native American mascots. Woodridge talks overnight parking. The Woodridge Village Board discussed the possibility of adding a new law prohibiting overnight parking during the winter at Monday's meeting. Mayor Joan Collins and the village trustees discussed the benefits and downsides to the potentially adding the new law. A trustee explained the major benefit would be that the street department in Woodridge would have an easier time plowing the road since there will be less significantly less vehicles in their path but on the contrary is that the some residents may not have parking where they live. Delaware moving forward with the new water system. The Delaware Town Board is working to dig new wells for the hamlet of Calicoon's water system and start making necessary upgrades needed. At its regular monthly meeting on Wednesday, the board authorized a contract to hire Sterling Environmental Engineering to coordinate well site work for Calicoon Water District. But before any of this work can be started, the town still needs to close on the purchase of additional property from the Delaware Community Center located behind the ball field where the new wells and well house will be located. We have this and more on the pages of the Sullivan County Democrat newspaper on newsstands now, or you can visit us online at scdemocratonline.com. This podcast has been brought to you by the great folks at the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calico, New York. I've been your host, Patricia Robayo. Have a great and safe weekend. Talk to you soon.